Hey, Brooke, how you doing today? Oh, you know, super duper as usual. Good morning. Yes. And thank you. I kind of started that off a little bit odd, so I'm sorry about that. But welcome to you and everyone else out there. Thank you all so much for joining us. Um, so interesting show that we have planned. Brooke and I were just talking and um, getting ready for the show. And after not really talking for like a month. Right. It, it's been a long time. Yes. But we both been getting like she's she comes on as always. You know, we've been getting some similar stuff. And I think the premise of today's show is is uh, a trifecta, if you will. In one is we're going to talk about being vulnerable and the the need to be vulnerable in order to heal and really letting ourselves go. Also, we're going to talk about a little bit more about fear and safety because they these are two words you're hearing a lot of uh, lately. And I, now, Brooke, I don't know if you want to share that story that you talked about just there. And we can yeah. like, like the one that you were just saying about the, the who you call to pray. Yes. Yes. Because I feel like that is such, that's such a, mm, it's just listen. Yeah. Just listen. But that's <laughs> why I say like our mm. lives are our testimony. And that's why I always say like, share, share, share. You know what I mean? Like when something is happening to you, I know that sometimes we look at it like, oh, the story is me, me, me. But when I tell a story, the story's never about me. The story's just one that I've been given to share the experience, you know, with other people. So, um, so when I, whenever I come on, everybody's like, oh, you know, Chris is like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, super as usual, you know, super as I'm great. So the thing is, is it's true. I am always great. Does it mean everything is perfect in my life? Does it mean everything is going smooth? Does it mean I'm not having bumps? Absolutely not. But at my core, because of what I believe, I'm always solid. And so what's going on over this last week is my son has been very sick. When I say very sick, I mean like temperatures going up to 105, possibly at times it was 106 that I didn't catch it. Because the first couple of days, I didn't realize how sick he was. I was just like, oh, you know, here's some Motrin, you know, here's some Tylenol, you know, it's, it's that high, it's going down okay, cool. He's eating, he's drinking. Then day two, day three, day four. And I'm like, oh crap. Like this is, this is something. Well, we finally had a day where he was only at like a hundred. This was like day five or six and didn't even do any meds. I was just like, all right, sweet. Send him to school the next day. Perfect. Send him to school the day after that. I get a call from the nurse by 10 o'clock. He's um, covered in a rash. So rashes look startling, but usually it's not as bad as they look. So I start doing my investigation on what kind of rash this is. It's like, huh, <laughs> this is the Lyme's disease rash, mm. shit. So, and like when I, like I know some people will like research stuff looking for worst case scenarios. I look for best case scenarios. So I'm Googling, I'm like, what else does this rash go with? What, nothing. It goes with Lyme disease. <laughs> so of course my whole search history is, you know, everything to do with that. And um, so then I'm like, okay, you know what? I want some, um, I want some light sent to this situation. I want some good vibes. I want some prayers. And you don't have to say who you call just why. Yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is 
I'm very particular about who I ask to pray or send good vibes to me and my family because it is all in the energy that we send out. So my mom, for instance, or my grandmother, even though they are the first people to holler that they're going to pray for somebody, those two are the last two people that I will ask. And, and this is why I'm asking her to tell this story, because it's so important for you guys to hear this. So, for instance, if I call my mom and I tell her this, which I'm like, how can I not tell my mom that her grandson has Lyme disease? <laughs> of course, I end up having to tell her. So, of course, it's, oh, oh, my God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And I'm like, oh, God, please don't. Please don't. Because in that way, so her prayer would be, dear God, don't let him die. Don't yeah. let him die. Mm-hmm. There is such, you know, you know, I like to think that there's not a, you know, very correct way to pray, an incorrect way to pray or send good vibes, but there is the emotion has to be attached to it. The high vibe of love and light. You can't send that fear and you, that is sending that fear out there. Like you already know something bad is happening. Yep. So I do have a friend who's a Christian who, when she prays, it is like, she is what I call a prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, no matter what she's going to God with, it is with, it is with joy and it is with faith and it is with, you know, positivity and good vibes that she is sending out there to where I hate to even tell somebody when something bad, quote unquote, bad is going on in my life. Because automatically you have people going, oh, and then I feel like they're all, I was like, right, you just send bad vibes to my family, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's the, it's the emotion that's attached to it. So it's like, if you want to think about somebody or you want to send them up a prayer or you want to send them love, you have got in your heart space, you have got to feel that joy and like mm-hmm. good things are already happening. You've got to attach that emotion to it. But it's like when that emotion is just you're thinking about me or my family with sadness or with horror or with fear, mm-hmm. you're literally sending my child fear. Yep. Exactly. You know, exactly. So that's why I'm very careful. Like, I know that there's some things you got to tell your family. There's some things, but it's like, I don't like doing it mm-hmm. because I'm OK. You know, yes, Jonah as a child, he does have, you know, he's still you know, has some fear base, you know, we haven't, you know, we, we work on it, but he's still, he is still evolving. He is still growing as a soul. He is still, and he is where he is right now. So he does have fear attached to this to where, like I said, with the way I believe I cliche or not, everything happens for a reason. This is part of our journey. Now, this is something great is going to come out of it. You know, it's like, I never have a doubt. And that's where I am with my faith when quote unquote, people think bad stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I say when Chris says, how are you Brooke? I'm great. I am great. Yep. Cause I'm here for the journey. <laughs> and, and if whatever's getting thrown at me, I'm like, wow, I'm ready for this kind of, um, all right, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I love that attitude too. And that, but that is exactly what we, what we, you know, will lead us into what we wanted to talk about today, that fear and low vibration, actually even high vibration. It's like they each, each of them just poke little pinpricks at a time. You know, it's like each one is a step in either direction and whichever one you give too much attention to, you're going to lean 
more in that direction, you know? So we have to be aware of these situations like Brooks experiencing now, even though they may seem overwhelming, it is all the energy that you put into it. I had a, I had a, um, and you hear so much of that right now. Uh, well, always in the media, that's all they focus on is low vibration, but so many, so often do we hear and use terms so freely, like, oh, that's not safe or, or I'm scared of that. I'll give you, for instance, people come to me all the time and they say, Chris, I want to open up. I want to be a medium. How do I do that? And I'll start working with them. And then all of a sudden it happens all the time. They get, oh no, that I'm scared. This is, I'm opening something up that I shouldn't be opening up. And what I will tell you is every person that I have worked with experiences that every one of us, including myself, I went and, but the thing is we can't feed that. That is the time. And there, I'll give you this. There's a, there's a saying that I have been using for many years, which is when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hold on, don't let go. And it is at this point when you're first starting out, you're, you're getting into that you know, meditative state and you're starting to develop this communication. So many people let that not go. They don't tie it. They let go. And they're like, no, nah, I'm done. But that is just where the tide's going to turn. And, and that, that quote that I just quoted, somebody did say it and please forgive me. I forget who, but um, it's important to understand that these are just little pinpricks, little steps in the process that we have to overcome. And as Brooke's story pointed out, the energy that we bring to a situation is vital to its success or to its demise. And if we give that fear the attention that it wants, then ultimately it's going to lead us down the, the path of not accurate or not good. And so it's something to be aware of. You always want to bring in that energy of positivity and love. And what can I learn from it? And I'll tell you this, when you're going through these, when you're going through whatever process you're going through, and I've been going through a process now since probably October, I helped a family and man, that was an intense, uh, to get rid of this entity that was in their home causing some serious issues. And we were able to bring the, the family a tremendous amount of peace. But that entity obviously then found me now and now is trying to get, was trying to get to me. Well, the, the, what happened there was it started to pinprick me. It started to poke little holes into my quote unquote, into, into me trying to, I'm going to, I'm going to point out this flaw and I'm going to point out this flaw and at different times, you know, cause these things are conscious. They know what they're doing. And the reason that I'm telling you guys, this is, is because I want you to understand that how they work and the, how they work is so important. Go ahead. So energy, energy cannot be created or destroyed. Exactly. It can only be changed. Yep. So, Chris, what you've done is you were able, and it's surprising because like I told you, healers can only go so far because the, you give people the tools. They also have to do their part in the healing. 
Mm-hmm. But basically what you did and what people like us do is we say, I am here universe for you to use me at your will. Mm-hmm. Like I am here. So this is why the transmuting of energy for people to understand is so important. So basically what you've done is your soul agreed that like, okay, I'm going to take this energy from this family. Yeah. Now you have then taken the responsibility of you have to transmute this energy. Yep. So whether that battle is a short battle or whether it goes on for a while and depending on how much dark energy that was, you don't have to pick away from it a little at a time to mm-hmm. turn that energy back into light. Exactly. You know, and so basically like we've always used that analogy of like, um, like looking down at like earth and seeing like all these dark clouds, but then seeing these pricks of light coming through, yep. you know, and these yep. dark clouds slowly going away. You know, this family clearly was not going to be able to get rid of this dense energy that exists on this planet. Mm -hmm. that you then took responsibility for that energy. And like I said, it doesn't happen as fast as we'd like it sometimes, but now you've taken responsibility of transmuting that darkness into light. It's exactly right. And, and, and I will tell you that. So that's exactly right. And thank you because yeah, you do such a good job at (laughs) helping me, helping me really align my thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) And that's exactly right. And this, battle has been going on for quite some time now and again the point of which i'm trying to make is that so what is going on is and is it's trying to pinprick me and it is pinpricking me and it's making me or it's not making it's i'm seeing different things that it's trying to do and i'm starting to I'm trying to be in a, in a state that is high vibrational. And, and what I will tell you is all these techniques that Brooke and I have been talking about for, for years now are exactly what I'm doing to try to build myself back up and try to um, continue to be that light. And I will tell you, obviously it's not easy, but I also don't tell you this to cause fear. It's just the opposite. I want to tell you how strong you are, how how much love and light that you guys all possess. It is it is all that we give the attention to that is so vitally important. And when we can focus on the light and love that we are and the process, it is a process of overcoming all of this and doing the work and being who we're meant to be. And being vulnerable is a huge and releasing fear is a huge part of all of this. When we are trying to raise our vibration, a lot of us get into this state of, well, uh, I can't, I can't get rid of my monkey mind. My monkey mind is is running, it's racing, and I can't seem to stop it. Well, I'm telling you, just giving attention to it. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Now, it's going to be there. It's it's what we're going to focus on. And, you know, when we talk about, see, now I'm somebody who believes that the darkness leads us to the light. I believe it's all from the light. Yeah, you know? exactly. Not, I was going to say, I know there's some things I'm going to say that I know not everybody's on board with, and that's okay. But for me, it's all from the light. Yep. And so even when I get a density from somebody, well, that density is still going to show me some things about myself that I need to work on. That's all it does. 
that and it shows you a flaw. The pinprick is a flaw within something in you, not a flaw, something in you that needs yeah. to be healed. That's all it does. Yes. Thank you. Gosh, my, I'm rambling today. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. But that is why, so that's why I said the darkness leads us to the light. So that's why yeah. I have learned, you know, I used to fight my anger. I used to fight my depression. Like it yeah. was like, it was like the good part of me fighting the bad part of me. Yeah. I finally had to realize that they're both parts of me. Let's bring them together and see what they have. But the battling never worked. I stayed angry. I stayed, you know, whatever, as long as I was battling. Mm -hmm. When I started showing the other half of me love and sending her love and sending her understanding and integrating the both of them together, I'm pointing to like the angel and the de demon, how people would, but really it's our head and our heart. You know, when I started pulling my ego and my soul together is when I truly started having a lot more harmony and a lot more peace when the understanding comes with it. Yeah. So now when I kind of, when something that people would consider negative is going on or when I am feeling what people would consider negative, cause we have to label, you know, people label things, dark, light, mm -hmm. good, bad. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, it just seems to be the way when you're explaining it, you have to say it. But now when I have a feeling come in, I'm just like, okay, what are you trying to show me? Like, what is it I still have left to learn? What is it I still have left to work on? Because yep. as far as I'm concerned, as long as I'm here, I'm going to be working. Thank you know, you. it's like at no point am I going to be like floating through this level of density as a perfect being. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yes, completely. We are all healing every day. And I apologize that I'm rambling. And thank you so much, Brooke, for bringing, you know, bringing us back on track and keeping that ship straight today. I, yeah, hey, you're right. this is this is what we do. This is teamwork. Yeah. You know, this is what, and this is the perfect example of why, you know, so I've been in some situations lately where I've been with people that I love very much. And I just want to have these beautiful, just conversations of just thoughts and philosophy and just things. But then it turns into a, like my truth versus your true story. I'm like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. Like, I just thought we were having fun, like BSing. Um, but I had a further point with that. When I started that, I was going somewhere, I was going somewhere good with that. Mm. Oh, where was I going? <laughs> oh, okay. So like we were talking about how Chris and I are, are working this together. That's it. We are all puzzle pieces. We were created to be able to sit down with 10 very different individuals and all of us kind of go, cause see, not one of us knows everything. And it was planned that way it was created that way we all hold something in us that somebody else doesn't and so it was intended that we got together as people and we talked and we shared and we listened and we cared but that's not what we do we we start talking to somebody and they say one thing that doesn't go along with what we believe and we start battling that's not how it was ever meant to be it's made that we are all puzzle pieces we all are supposed to be able to talk to each other and share and not hold all these attachments of different belief systems that are supposed to be, supposed to be concrete, mm -hmm. but we are all puzzle pieces and it does take all of us to work together. And yep. sometimes it's as a two person team. Sometimes it's as an entire building, whether you're talking about a school or a hospital or, you know, anywhere it's supposed to be that we are all these links on the chain working together not working against each other yep exactly. and you can see that 
it's done a really good job of separating that from happening recently, <laughs> you know, not recently, forever with, yeah. you know, you got people that believe, you know, there's, well, if you're looking at the media, which I don't, but you can't stay away from it because it pops on somewhere. Yeah. But they are doing a great job of bringing the same exact ideas over again and again because they know it works to divide us. Yeah, exactly. And and well, that's a great example in being vulnerable. Like our, if we're being vulnerable and we are truly allowing ourselves to heal, we are understanding that these moments a vulnerability at that moment could be like, okay, hey, you win the battle. You can have the argument. The argument is yours to be won if that's what you want, you know? Um, and vulnerability is letting go of that need or that desire to express yourself, you know? Like you can say your truth, but then it's done, you know? We're not looking to change each other's opinions. That is ego mind trying to do that. And the vulnerability and the true idea of healing would be to allow that conversation to to end right there without the need to continue to express yourself to in order to change someone's mind and that is such a powerful moment also vulnerability in not holding on to the past there are so many so often do people have a traumatic event that has happened in their past and they hold on to it and they're like, OK, well, you know, this is how I survived that. And they feel as if if I continue to close up and I continue to keep this guard up, that then I'm going to be I'm protecting myself when in reality, you're just holding on to the trauma. You're not allowing yourself to be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to allow that to heal. Drop your guard. Now, obviously, that doesn't mean to be not like smart in how you go about yourself you still don't want to put yourself in you know quote unquote dangerous situations but what i would recommend is in in order to not react in a traumatic sense or as a result of something that has happened to you already take a step back and sit with what it is you're feeling or what it is what do you want to do so for instance if i was in a past relationship and i had somebody that uh, cheated on me, you know, and now I'm going into all these different relationships that are that are a struggle because I'm not dropping my guard, you know, like I'm constantly checking up on these people or 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 I am not letting them I'm not letting them be who they are because I'm holding on so tightly to it because of my fear of that cheating would happen again, you know. I'm not being vulnerable enough. I need to let go and truly allow myself to heal and experience the true idea of love because that's not love holding on to that. That's not love making somebody else do what I want because of my fear. I'm actually holding them back because of it. Yeah. And that's so, and basically what you just explained is, so I know that when we, when we talk about ego, we kind of like, we talk about like, we give it a bad name it's it's not a bad thing it's something you need to send love to because ego is actually that thing that protects us you know there have been children small children in very bad dangerous situations yeah. that ego is ego is that thing that comes in to like save them and help and give them that brick wall and give them this thick coat you know to guard them for that time while they are these fragile little beings 
But then what happens is that stays with them. Yep. And, you know, they grow up and they still have that armor on that they didn't need. They haven't needed it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so that is the part of healing is, so how do you get rid of that armor? Yep. It's you have to go back to the situation where you got that armor. Cause like maybe you weren't ready to face it when you were five, six, 10. Some of us even think we're not ready to face that happened when we were 20 or 30. Yep. Okay. So we get this, we get this armor, but then at some point the healing is, is when you go back to that moment that you got that armor you got to take it off and you have to face whatever that was. Exactly. You have to face that situation. And, you know, and so, sometimes people, do, there are people that don't even remember these situations because they've found a way mm-hmm. to know whether that was part of ego protecting us. Yep. But you have got to draw on it as much as you can and go back and face that and literally let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we have to let it go. And you know what? Some, some people won't accomplish that in this lifetime. It's okay. It's fine. We are all going to be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, we are all at different phases, but it's like, if you're able to, that's the key. That's what we have to do, you know, but that is the key to it is going back and facing, you know, because a lot of us walk around with this, like, I'm happy. I'm fine. I'm fine. High vibes, high vibes, positive vibes only. And they're, I do believe that there are people that that is a very genuine thing, but be careful that you're not just saying and acting like that while you're actually pushing something down and still holding on to something. Exactly. You know, so it's okay to, you know, to, to, to dip down and soul search that that is what is needed, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I started getting this, like, you know, I used to wear those positive vibes only hats and all that. And at some point it started not sitting right with me because yes, we, like I said, no matter what I'm going through, I'm actually positive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like people think that that means I have to be happy, happy, happy all the time. No, you need to go visit your dark, dark, dark places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just be careful that it's not a false positivity, that there's not something that we're walking around going, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy that there's something being pushed down, you guys, you got to dive in and find that. And, and, and that's exactly right. And I'll give you another less intense situation. Say you go to, you, you say you are, uh, you're someone that doesn't like to dance. Okay. And you go to a location, you go to a place, maybe your company has a, a, a picnic and there's dancing involved and all that. And, and you're like, no, 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 no. I I'm too embarrassed. You know, that is not being vulnerable. You're not allowing yourself out of fear of out of fear of what other people may think out of fear of um, the uncomfortableness of that. And this is a less intense situation, but nonetheless, this is how the piling the pinpricks work, you know? So it could be, that ego mind could be controlling that moment where I can't dance because I don't want to, I don't want other people to think that I can't dance and I, I don't want to look silly. Whereas if you were to just let go and be yourself and just have fun, you might experience a whole new world of freedom, a freedom, yeah. a sense of healing, you know, because you are allowing yourself to be like you, you, you're allowing yourself to be what it is you want to be. So using like that kind of analogy, dancing. So here's the thing. You might be somebody 
who doesn't even want to dance gives two shits about dancing. Yes. That would be different. Totally. But if you were somebody who actually is sitting on the side and inside of you, you want to dance so bad. Yep. But you are afraid of this, that, and that. Yeah. That is where that has to be let go. Like I said, you, dance is just not your thing. You don't want to. Cool. But if you actually want to and don't because of those reasons, yep. that is where you are letting your soul down. Great point. Exactly. You know, there was a, uh, was, I'm going to make a long story short. I was watching, it was a monk and his story was, um, he was surrounded by people that were like, you know, kind of party people and very outgoing people that he admired because of how they connected with people and how, you know, at parties they were like, you know, everybody was drawn to these people and he had always admired those people. Mm-hmm. So he started going to, he wasn't a monk at the time. Mm-hmm. So he started going to like, um, doctors and therapists to try to figure out like you know okay and they would tell him like okay when you're at a party just do this just start talking they were showing him ways to like get into talking to people and being with people but the long story short in the very end that was never him it was never supposed to be him he ended up as a monk being somebody that could sit in silence and take someone else pouring everything into him and him being able to take on like that sorrow and him being able to sit with people that other people wouldn't be able to sit with without becoming overcome with this. But that was like his gift. Hmm. So you see, it's like when we're admiring other people for what their thing is in this life, it doesn't always mean it's what our thing is. Yeah. You know, it's like I always wanted to be that wise, silent person that sits there and lets other people talk and gives a wise comment clearly that's not me and it's never going to be me yes god made me with my mouth to run you know what I mean? <laughs> so as much as i want to be the strong silent type i don't think it's going to happen yeah. well and i mean either way you bring up great point in that yeah sometimes we just don't want to dance and that's cool but if yes. you know, say there's a little inclination in you that's like yeah you know that could that be fun, to, but yeah. a little too scared it's something to be aware of. Now, the other thing is karaoke um, for me. Yes, exactly. Okay. I love to sing. Yes. I can't sing. I cannot sing. Yes. I used to pray, dear God, if only like when I used to go to church, I'm like, if only a church, let me sing. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't sing, but I love to sing. I will get up. I mean, I will go to a karaoke bar and I will get up there. I will walk up there shaking face red, tears, choking, but I want to do it. I want to do it. So I do it. There's a couple times it's going really bad where my voice never did stop shaking. There's another times that I've ended up with a Madonna song where I'm rolling around the floor, entertaining the crap out of people. (laughs) It didn't always go well, but there are times that something I inhibited something that came out into a, so no, I can't sing, but I can entertain. Well, yeah, that's exactly. But I would right. drag myself up there because I really wanted to. Yes. And I would literally go up kicking and screaming and half crying and <clears throat> lumps in my throat. <laughs> but these are beautiful examples of allowing yourself to be vulnerable so that you can begin that healing process and move on. I mean, that's a beautiful example, Brooke. I mean, karaoke, dance, whatever it is. You know, we talked about the the relationship one in the beginning, but that's that's a heavier one. These are these are these are great starting points. These the karaoke, the dancing, these are 
these are great stepping stones to begin that healing process and, and finding out what it's really like to allow yourself to be, to be vulnerable. And a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about, you know, this step, we always, we get lost sometimes in, okay, this is the end point. And we just focus on that end point rather than really appreciating the journey and appreciating every step and, and beginning the karaoke and overcoming the fear of karaoke or dancing are amazing and tremendous steps for us to focus on. And that's what we were talking about earlier. And please forgive us for the discombobulation, at least on my part and the thought processes that were going on, but focus on each step individually and not, not getting law wrapped up in this, this end point of where we should be. Um, journaling is a great place to start when you want to begin to focus on these individual steps journal each hey i overcame this today or i did that today now because i do want to give you tips on how to overcome some of these things this year since october it has been an an eye-opening experience of how density works and how these pinpricks go and how they try to get you to come back uh, down that is you know rather to be so high and and these the, the journaling helps but before we do that fear anytime you it start it, you have to be aware and anytime that you have um a sense of fear that is guiding you not to do something or to do something, you want to take a second and step back from that. If you are saying, oh, I don't want to get sick, so therefore I need to get uh, a particular shot so that I don't get sick, but, but you're doing it because you fear that sickness, you know right then and there, okay, I need to step back. Now, what I will say is neither right way is 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 right or wrong like you get it it's not wrong and if you or not it's 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 right and if you don't get it it's right there is no right or wrong here it is merely guiding you if you are living from a motivation okay this is what all has been coming to me lately so let me just go ahead and break it down okay (laughs) i've been getting this for years and this week more than ever and i've never okay the word sin we know, I mean, most of us know, I mean, not, not everybody was raised around people of the church, religious people, but the word sin to people of most denominations that follow the Bible in the way that it's mostly taught, they believe that sin is this certain thing. They believe that sin is, um, um, you know, oh, you drink, it's a sin. Oh, you cussed, that's a sin. Oh, premarital sex, that's a sin. Okay, so it's been, and I, I grew up with some of those ideas, but God has shown me what sin is and sin is anything that separates you from him, or we we can use God, universe, source, creator. Sin is anything that keeps you more distant from the spirit that you're trying to connect from. So some of those things are fear, because if you're in fear, you're not close to your spirits. If you are worrying, you're not close to your spirits. If you have shame, if shame of something that you've done or was done to you or whatever. So to me, and what's been shown to me, that is what actual sin is. Things that make us feel 
so bad that it is keeping our connection from our strong source. Love it. So it is tricky because um, as humans, we are made to feel emotions. Mm -hmm. So we can have like a moment of fear, you know, or a moment of worry or a moment of, and that might just, it's there to help us think about something. The difference is, are you living in fear? Are you, you know, are you, it's one thing to go, oh, I'm really worried about um, my 16 year old driving out for the first time tonight. Like you, that's, that is natural for a human being to get that first sense of worry. Yep. So now the difference is, is are you going to sit home all night just crying and upset and can't breathe and maybe spend the next days because you have a 16 year old driver or are you going to, okay, I'm worried, but all right, like light be with him. Like, you know, like I know the light is with my son and what's going to be is going to be. And I know he's being taken care of right now. So there's like the difference. It's like, are you living in fear to have an initial fear is, could be healthy, you know? So it's, everything comes down to discernment, you know, everything comes down to discernment because we do have our emotions for a reason. Yep. It's just, are you living from that place? Is every decision you're making coming from fear? Mm-hmm. I have people that I witness in my life and it breaks my heart to see that sin, you know, quote unquote, because that's what I believe it is because that's what's keeping them separate. I know people who talk like they are closer to God than anyone in the world, but then I watch them live with this like worry and fear and i'm like no that's keeping you you know like um yeah so it's it's uh are you living from that place or i'm trying to think of examples it's like um but like chris used the perfect thing of like you know people well i think the i think the best part from my belief stance is people that do things of you know of like say sickness like you're saying get a shot you don't want to get sick you don't want to die I think the greatest thing about humans is their greatest fear is death. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't even exist. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, okay. So what are the vulnerable aspects? Exactly. Right. So what are the vulnerable aspects? I love your driving scenario. That's an amazing one. And being vulnerable is accepting the fact that, okay, I do have a, a child that is driving now and, and being okay, learning to sit, with that energy rather than allowing it to drive you. So, so important. I mean, I know people that won't let their kids drive that have made up situations and not let their kids go anywhere that have, you know, and that is not healthy. That is not good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but it's such a huge aspect of being vulnerable. Here's another one. If you feel that you have to tell people your belief system and you know, you're out there it's, it's one thing to want to talk to people. It's another one. It's another thing to feel as if you have to get it out. Oh, you know, Hey, you believe this and I believe that. And, and you have this need to, to do it. You know, that's coming from a, is that a place of fear and that um, people aren't going to be exposed to your truth? You know, are you holding on to something that is deeper Rather than just letting it be, letting nature take its course, um, and 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 this is what I'll tell you: how to overcome this type of this type of feeling is to simply sit with it. Don't let it drive you. Take a second. Take a moment. Take time to back up for for a moment 
and allow yourself to just be with that feeling. What is ultimately going on? What are you, what is ultimately trying to drive you with that? Is it a, the vulnerability of healing that you're allowing peace to build within you or is a sense of fear? And I'll tell you another thing. People say a lot, and I want to be safe. Ultimately, it's fear because they're thinking that they're not already safe. Yeah. And it's a huge misconception. It's a misunderstanding here where we are using the word safe, but in reality, coming from a sense of fear to be safe. It's relative. <laughs> it is relative. And we can't get lost in that. Um, when I look at the conversation, my brother was badgering me in. Okay. I know my, my brother loves me and I love my brother. And so the thing is, is, so it came down to my brother believes, you know, um, in like pretty much the traditional, um, the traditional way that the Bible is taught, you know? Um, and I say that because I believe the Bible to be true. I believe that it's highly misinterpreted, you know? So my brother believes in the way that man has taught the Bible. Now, when he started badgering me the other day, it was coming. Okay. Well, first of all, it was coming from a place of love from my brother. You know what I mean? He's, he feels like he has to tell me this because with his belief system, he really feels like it's what he has to tell me to save me. Okay. But if you follow that back deeper, it's from fear. It's from, it's coming from a place of fear that he feels like he has to yell these things at people and make them. And, and you can be the big, I smiled and nodded for hours. <laughs> <laughs> and he still felt like he had to keep coming and keep coming. Don't get me wrong. Did my ego a couple times <laughs> throw some comments in there? Mm -hmm. It did. You know, um, did it want to say a lot more than it didn't? I was good, you know, but um, I mean, he went on for hours as I smiled and nodded and, um, you know, but where was it coming from? It was coming from him. It was coming from fear in him. And but also it's, it's because he loves me because we're not going to try to change somebody else if we don't love them or care about them. Mm. Right. So the people that are doing this to us, they really do love and care for us. It's just coming from a different place. It's coming from, it's coming from fear. And so there's one thing right there is we cannot change another being by what we are saying at them. You cannot do it. You cannot change your, your child, your spouse, a friend by talking at them. The only thing that we can do and it's all, is live, live in our truth, live in the way that we want people to see us, live in the way that we would like other people to be. Mm. You just live in that way. And I promise you that God will turn heads. God will make people notice what that is as soon as we take into our own hands and think we can control how people are going to act or feel it's not going to happen but if we just live in our peace and in our truth and in and our way of being with other people god will make sure that other people are picking that up and catching it you know uh that's a absolutely amazing point yes i'm going to give you an example too because I love the idea of now telling people what it is that that love is, you know, what is love? What is light? Well, love and light is acceptance. Love and light is is simply you being 
love and light is um, gratitude for whatever it is we have. Those are all the high vibrational aspects that we want to be. We want to be grateful for what we're learning and a lesson that could be perceived lower in vibrational, lower in vibration. We want to be accepting of what people do regardless of what it is because that is teaching us. And if we go out there and are like, no, you should be more loving, then we are, we're coming from a sense of control. We're not coming from a, a sense of acceptance of who people are. We have to face reality. We're in a dense world. There's no escaping that right now. And the only, only way to change that, as Brooke said in the beginning, you can't create, you can only change, is to be that loving it's exactly what Brooke said yeah, be the loving light yes a hundred percent it's like I think I've talked about this before that um so you have somebody that you wish they were at like a different you know you wish they thought these other things or wish that we cannot change any other being really like if anything to stay in your own lane we need to work on our own selves really that's what, that's what we're here exactly. to do when bottom line however we have people in our lives and what you do is you accept that person. Mm -hmm. You can have a child. It could be your own child that either, this is the biggest thing that parents think that they have to control that child, make them be a certain way, make them act a certain way, make them. I'm a little different as a parent. I do guide my children. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, they come to me and they need advice. I do guide them. But how do you love somebody? To truly love somebody, you accept them exactly as they are. Mm -hmm. Their belief system, the way they act, the way they treat other people, mm -hmm. you accept every part of them and you love them. That is the only way you will ever change another person is by truly accepting them and truly loving them. And then some people, there's a lot of memes that go around. It's like, I won't lower my vibration for anybody. Well, let's think about that. What does above do for us? Oh, believe me, they got to get real low to meet us halfway. True that. Okay. And if they're going to come down here to help me and to help guide me, there should not be a human in this world that I should not accept and meet them halfway. Totally. And meet them, not even halfway, meet them down where they are mm. because that's what they do for us. So why should I do anything different for any human here? Bring it. So, Bring and it's it. hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is hard with that ego. You know, it's like, I don't care how pure and enlightened most of us think we are. That ego plays a part. It's not always a bad part. Sometimes yep. it's there for a reason to show us things, but it still plays a part. Yep. But if we think about what the above does for us, how far they will come down to help us. We are the ground crew. Well, we are doing what they are doing from up there for us. We are doing that here for the others. Those of us that are aware that, you know, exactly. that we want to help. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. and man, another amazing point by you. And for us to. I was, you know, it wasn't it. by me. It just gets fed into me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, I had a point there and I completely lost it, but it's a great point to, for, to meet in the middle. Oh, perspective. Everything is perspective. So yeah. that's a great point. You're bringing up perspective right there in what they do for us and, and, and what we do for others. And for us to expect somebody or to have an expect expectation on something is not yeah is not being loving so 
we want to accept them, be loving to them, be gra- be grateful for anything that occurs and, and, and understanding that it's all for a reason that they're because this realm, my friends, is the superficial realm. Yeah, this is just it's 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 almost like it's meaningful. Yes, completely meaningful, but it's only the superficial aspect of it. There is a much deeper sense and that deeper sense is what we need to tie into that soul's perspective of, okay, from a soul's perspective, like somebody loses a child, you know, and we look at how can, how, how can, no, I'll give you a better, for instance, I have a friend that just lost his mom. Kid is, uh, is he, he's younger. He's like in his twenties, but he just lost his mom. And we look at it like, how can, how can God, I've some, someone came to me and said, how can God take that mom from this kid? Because this kid loved his mom so much. And I'm like, but we're, we get wrapped up in this superficial realm. When in reality, if you can look at it from a higher perspective, maybe that mom was saying, Hey, this kid needs to heal this aspect and he's not healing it with me here. So I need to separate myself and really allow that healing to transpire, really allow that vulnerability to come in and him to experience that vulnerability, knowing that he can overcome it. Like you that. are bringing up exactly everything that I forgot that I got in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and so same thing. I like the way you explained it better, but kind of the same thing. Like, okay. So the way we view birth here in this realm it's like oh my gosh we're so excited this new baby's coming it's gifts and there's just joy and there's this you know and then when people pass people are you know sad and oh man okay on the other side of the veil it's literally the exact opposite when they know a new soul has to come to earth (laughs) they are sending it with like of course they're wrapping it with like love and light but that is when they are sad, you know, mm-hmm. is when they, cause they know the journey this soul is going to have is not going to be easy, yep. you know? So that's when they are, all right, oh, may the force be with you, you know, when they send them down. And when we return home, you know, when we die here on earth, everybody else is sad. When we return home on the other side of the veil, that's when there's a celebration. Yep. Like you made it, like you did earth, you made it. Oh my gosh, you're back. Like, let us just hug you and hold you because we know it was rough, you know? So we literally look at things like upside down from here, you Mm -hmm. know? (laughs) You know what, that it's a great, it's that I'll I'll tell you this, you know, and and maybe sometimes I shouldn't sugarcoat it as much, you know? No, you shouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go into the aspect of even like abortion from a life perspective. And this is the perspective that I come from. I am all of the firm belief that there is no right or wrong. Anything mm-hmm. that happens is for a reason. Mm-hmm. And what I will tell you is I've worked with a number of souls that have either been aborted or have been um uh, they might not like kind of like experience the stillbirth. So they, they never really got to experience, experience this realm, you know, and, and in a complete life. But what I will tell you is those souls that experienced that either an abortion or stillborn, you know, didn't make it through that nine month period, experienced a full life. 
Yes. And, and, you know, many podcasts ago, Brooke and I talked about all these, the soul growth. Yes. And, and how it takes so many lifetimes for the soul to get through a particular period of growth. Yep. That is one of them in a, in a soul's, um, uh, coming into this realm that would have been considered a full experience. And I, no kidding, channeled for several people who have had or experienced one of those scenarios and the children, the souls come in always with so much gratitude and are like, thank you for allowing me to have even that little bit of time in this realm. They mm-hmm. are, I have never, not one time experienced a soul that was angry at not having like more time in this. Yeah. It's just the opposite. It's always, and again, but that's love and light. It's gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's acceptance. It's love. Unconditional love. Yeah. That is all light. Well, kind of what just kind of popped into me. And I don't know if this is even coming from anywhere. If it's just my own head spinning. But just like how we couldn't pop in like instantaneously to a higher realm because the vibration, we wouldn't be able to handle it. We have to integrate into that, you know, because our bodies would probably explode if we were all of a sudden in the world of complete pure love and light. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the same way when they are coming from pure light to this density, there probably is an acclimation period. Mm -hmm. And there's probably a lot of those situations of you know either stillborns or abortions that that was that soul experiencing density for the first time and only being able to handle exactly. that much density exactly. <laughs> before it can come back yes. again as a you know a more grown soul yep. so the, yeah it makes sense i've 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 read so many stories i've heard so many stories from individuals or individual souls, this is where there's a, there's a story that I read before a soul was born and something happened immediately at the time of birth, something, the doctor did something and it caused a problem within the child. The soul went back up and into heaven. So it's in heaven and it is communicating with its guides and all the souls that it's meant to 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 encounter in this lifetime and it's saying okay this just happened do you want to continue this life or do you not want to continue this life is it something that you want to shift here and you have the option of how you want to handle it and the Mm -hmm. soul said no i want to experience it because this was my primary goal i think i can still accomplish that goal with 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 what just occurred i'm coming back in yeah and the soul did and lived and now I will say that soul had a disability in the physical sense, but it still was able to, on a soul level, attempt to accomplish what it was intending to accomplish. And that's why Brooke and I are saying you don't want to get wrapped up in this superficial world. There's yeah. a deeper level that we can connect with and, and understand what, what and why things are occurring the way that they are. And I guess there's such a fine line there because it's like, I'm glad that I do understand because it does make this illusion a lot easier for mm-hmm. me to walk mm-hmm. through knowing these things. But it like, I think in a, oh, I'm like, in, okay, I'm like in a perfect world, we would all know that this is just an operation and this, how, this is how it just works and that people aren't really dying. They're just, but then again, 
would the lessons be able to happen? We have to have this illusion exactly. for the humans for this to actually happen. So it's like, it's just so tricky. It's like, you wish everybody knew how this little soul machine worked, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like at the same time, it wouldn't truly work if people didn't believe that they were going through these lessons that they're going through. Yeah, you know, well, exactly right. And that's why I say there's that's no right or wrong. That's why yeah. I, I mean, because I'm not who am I to tell you what to do, you know, yeah. and what's right. Yep. Yep. You guys have to. That's why we say you have to step back. What's guiding these decisions on what you're looking for, like to go in there and possibly have an abortion? OK, what's guiding that decision? Is it fear? Yeah. I, you know, because acceptance and love would say to allow it to be born. Yeah. So. But that's something that you have to ask yourself and you have to and, and, and I apologize, we don't mean to be controversial, but that's why we say there's no right and wrong. You have to sit with yourself and your own feelings, but really sit with them, not allow them to drive you sit with them and feel what is right, what you're intended to do and to move with that deeper aspect of who you are, not with the superficial emotion of that moment. Not to put any pressure on you, but I'm kind of excited about the channeling today. Oh, sweet. All right. Well, yeah. Do you yeah. get going on that? Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. That I, I feel like there might be something afterwards, but I'm, I'm feeling. All right. Well, I'm feeling we're going to get something that we. Give it a shot. Thank you, my children. Mm, There's a lot of energy right there, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are grateful for this understanding that we bring to you now. We tell you we are apologetic for the delay in getting this podcast out. It is one that we have been attempting to issue for quite some time. It is one this realm is in desperate need of hearing. The idea and aspect of fear is just an illusion and not an aspect that is or should be guiding one's direction. We tell you again, fear is not a directional guide at which you should turn. It is one that we should cease at this very moment in allowing us to be what we are meant to be. The loving aspect of your heart and soul are what ultimately should be your directional path forward. And love is always the high vibrational aspects that have been discussed here today. Your being, however, is one of great truth. And the indications or situations that you are experiencing are very important to your soul's progress and growth in this lifetime. It is something to be very factored into all that is all that is that you are your your truth is your truth and your path should be and will only be found when one can cease to be driven by the emotions of one's moment and rather be driven more by the loving intuitive sense that we all possess The loving intuitive sense is important and vital to how we follow our path. The path is not one that is created by your own 
choices. It is one that is created by your loving, intuitive sense that is guiding you to the path. The path will come to you when you find a way to release your hold on the aspects of lower vibration and begin to allow the love within you to be your true guide. We are truly grateful for these opportunities that we tell you now there is no death and the experiences that a soul experiences in this realm, regardless of the term at which they are experienced are important to that soul's growth. And there is much to be gleaned from that growth. The soul will then come into heaven and begin to learn the aspects at which it should have learned from the short period of time, regardless of how that time was spent here on this realm to understand what it can do differently to be more of love and from love to allow for its directional path to be truly found. And it is found only with the intuitive sense, the intuitive love. And the assistance of guides is important in that it will help a soul along its path, but not found from the ego mind's hold and lack of healing. The ego mind will make one believe that truth is found in protection. We tell you now, you are all light and always protected. It is not a matter of thought process. It is a matter of knowing. And the heart always knows. The love, the intuitive mind always knows. It is not the matter of ego that makes one think one's protected, and thus it is. It is one that is exceptionally true always. Enoch speaking, your truth moving forward should be one that is guided solely from the heart space and allow that heart space to be your ultimate decision maker. Decision maker is ultimately coming from the soul and your guides who are assisting your soul to move in its directional way, its directional path. I keep seeing an arrow that says one way. It's been repeating now multiple times. And we tell you this is intentional. There is only one way to the light to your ascension process. And that is to follow the intuitive sense of your heart. When we hold too much onto the aspects of fear and control, we are coming from a sense of low vibration and thus we are not following our heart space. We are following the aspects of ego mind and the fear that is associated with it. You, the beings that are here in this realm at this very moment, listening to this recording this podcast are aspects of higher vibrational and awareness. The awareness is what we all need to understand that it is within the love that will guide you to a higher location path. The aspects of fear that are guiding these decisions are not ones that we should be engaging in. And it is your awareness that will allow you to know dif the difference between the low vibration and high vibrational aspects. Should you make a decision that is of low vibration, it is one that can be overcome in a karmic sense, but understanding that karma is a true, under true sense of each soul. It is the imbalance of energy within the soul and the physical that will develop the 
karmic aspects that need to be balanced. It is only the repetitive belief system that you are one with the light that shall allow the soul to begin to balance out that energy. And then the actions that occur with it. One does not occur without the other. We cannot say we are the light or be of the light and thus continue to be lower in vibration. We must be both, be all. We must think, we must feel and be loving in order to allow for the light to truly show us the way. Your truth moving forward, we are asking you now, is to be of the light and allow for that light to be your guide feel the love. And when we say feel, we are asking all of you to step back from this perspective of third dimensional realm and allow for the soul to be more guiding. It is why we have instructed Christopher to speak more of the perspective and Brooke of the higher sense of who we are the sense of spiritual beings. It is important for you to understand that the soul is ultimately guiding you. But next, you must ask yourself how to hear or listen to the soul. And this is where the idea of silence of the mind comes into play. It will allow for your soul to be more prominently understood the more you engage with the silence, with the understanding that you are more than just the physical, and then to allow for that silence to reveal the soul aspect of who you are, so that your guides and your soul can continue its purpose process of moving the physical. It is only within these states that so much more is revealed and the mountain of ascension is climbed further. It is only from this loving intention that your heart glows even more deeply and thus illuminates for others to see. This does not occur when we stay stagnant in the fear aspect of what we once were and allowing for those ideals to continue to move us today. Yesterday's past is just that. It's a past. And today's promise is just that. It is a promise that you can develop that you can change this present moment and every present moment hereafter is an idea for you to be the best version of yourself, to be of light, to be love, and to allow that to be your true sense moving forward. We ask you all to go in great peace at this time, knowing that this moment right now and every moment after is your recognition of the soul and thus allowing that soul aspect to help you grow move you in the direction of light and ascension so that you can climb the mountain of your own ascension process and be what you are meant to be. No longer is it necessary for you to hold on to the feeling of frustration or anger, but rather to the feeling of vulnerability, vulnerability in the loving sense, because that it is within the vulnerability aspect of who you are, that one can discern truth. And we are grateful for this. Healing is an aspect of vulnerability that is needed. And one does not become healed without the idea of being vulnerable. Vulnerable to admitting when one's at fault. Vulnerable to the idea that you are of love always. Vulnerable to the idea that you are no longer needed to be stronger than the next, but merely as strong as you can be right now. And it is important to understand this. We ask you all to go in great peace with these truths being revealed to you now. As you go in peace and love and acceptance, 
you are beginning to allow for the soul to guide you truly because it is the soul that is this aspect of you and the light that it holds within you the light that it holds is also important to understand and the more light that you hold the deeper the stronger the further your soul can travel up the ascension mountain process and we are grateful for this truth to be revealed thank you all so much enjoy your day and this very moment always go in peace thank you thank you yeah i think they helped um put all of our rambling thoughts together more clearly yeah you know i think they i think it was explained very and you know and yeah amen 100 <laughs> percent. it's just so cool. much easier for some of us than it is for others like it is easier said than done you know it's like you know, I can, I can truly say that, and maybe not on every level, but like, I have this unshakable thing in me to where when this life, the stimulation is thrown the punches, I am able to flow with it. But I, I think of other people that are around me that are amazing humans and even more amazing souls. And, you know, I watch the struggle they have with fear and I think like something as simple as like a child being sick, I know that I have amazing people around me that have a hard time handling those things, mm -hmm. you know? So it is easier said than done, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, we all have to get there at our steps, but ultimately if I feel like I, I am at a beautiful place to where, do I get afraid? Yeah, everyone, you know what I mean? But it guides me to, uh, I do not live in fear. I do not live with worry. I do not live with shame. I do not live with, you know, and, and it, it is beautiful when you're able to get there, but I don't believe, you know, I, I, some of us got a lot of stepping stones to get there. You know, I can't just go up to some of my friends and go, Hey, you know what? You gotta stop being afraid. Just stop it. Knock it off. Mm -hmm. Oh, your kids in the hospital. Oh, just stop it. Don't be afraid. You know? So it's a delicate process getting there. And I, I wish it was easy. Um, but God did tell me one time, um, I've never been mad at God except for over one thing. <laughs> and it would be, there was things that I had so much peace about that I would see everybody around me struggling. And I would say like, what, like, why do I get this? Mm. Why can't they have this too? Like, why? Like, I want them to all feel this. I want them to all know this truth that you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be. And he told me a few minutes later. He said, there is nothing you have and that you are that they can't be too. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So I got peace with that. You know, I got peace with that. But that is, that was one thing about being on this realm that always frustrated me is seeing people in pain and fear around me and going, God, why, why, <laughs> why, why can't, I don't have that. Why can't they have what I have too? And apparently what God said, they can, <laughs> they can. So as much as I think it's hard for some of us to attain, I correct myself and God telling me, oh, no, it's absolutely possible. <laughs> it is possible for everybody. Indeed. So but thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Brooke. And thank you guys all for uh, hanging with us today. We started out a little slow, but or discombobulated. Yeah. At least I did. I'm sorry. And I apologize. About so like that. I said, you. um, you know, we can't learn lessons without being presented many opportunities to learn the lesson. True. So this is why a lot of we talk about things going to keep getting bumpier. Mm -hmm. Well, 
you will have plenty of opportunities. They're, they've been here already. You have plenty more opportunities to practice not being in fear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. So true. So that is what is that is the name of the game in this simulation right now. Mm-hmm. Going to keep throwing fear at you. Mm-hmm. So you can keep looking at it until we learn not to look at it in fear. So you yep. will have, we can grow without the opportunity to grow. And we will have those opportunities coming up. Yep. Amen. So and you've already been here, you know, just mm-hmm. more to come. Thank <laughs> well, thank you all. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Brooke. Love you Thanks. all. Take care. Have your, have a great day. Thanks. You. you too.